Last week, I wasn't entirely satisfied with the ending of Memphis Wrestling because we had Maurice the Strong and Barnabas, who I'm not very high on at the moment, interfering with a match that we wanted to see for some time. Brett, every rose has its <laughs> Michaels and K. Tuma, sure enough. It was a shame because I really wanted to see a good outcome from there and I thought that Brett, every rose has its might well he might be unseated I thought by the massive K Tuma that didn't happen and on a tweet to Memphis Wrestling this week I replied that I wasn't happy with the ending they said stay tuned so I did on this episode of Memphis Wrestling and that wasn't really handled particularly you know, K Tumor is injured because he took the uh, the crowbar to the back of the well between the shoulder blades, I suppose. And I'm not sure why that would put him out. Although Maurice the Strong is apparently very strong, so maybe it really affected him. But um, he won't be there this week. And what we've got instead is at the head of the program. Uh, and by the way, Dustin and Terrence are. Um, are commentating behind The Desk, capital T, capital D. Nice to see them back together again. It was Pete Pranica last week, who I like as well. But Brett, every rose has its thong. The champion came out to talk about his belt and what happened last week. He will give Tumor another chance. He wants Maurice in the ring. That's not going to happen. Why? Ben Bishop's out. He won the Cobra Cup the other week, didn't he? And it kind of went for nothing. Because Big Red, who was... What's his name? I've forgotten his name already. Ash. Ash. The bloke who's doing the... Um, the kind of pastor, holy man, vicar kind of thing. Ash. Yeah, you see? That's how much I've remembered. He wasn't... You know, Big Red wasn't there, so Ash had to take over. And... Um, it, I... How could he take over? He wasn't the one in the final. It's a, it should have been. Sorry, we can't have the match. Anyway, Ben Bishop did win. We knew he would. It's Ash Reynolds. Anyway, we knew that. And um, he wants a fight. Well, he want, you know, he's disrespectful to the champion. And he wants to take that belt off him. Edit. Because it, it appeared to me that he was asking for a fight. That right there and then with the champ there's an edit as I said and suddenly they're in a tag team match well I didn't see them agreeing that and what's what's worse than that is that they're fighting another tag team who are not mentioned I think they're, they're referred to as tag team throughout the very short match the whole idea of this is that Brett every rose has its thrown on the outside. Michael's, you know, on the outside, is wanting desperately to get in. Please tag me, go on, tag me, go on, Ben. Go on, be a pal, tag me. And uh, and he won't do it, of course, Ben, because he's well-versed in fighting two people at the same time. Yeah, it's a big boot. The, is it called the Me Pop Drop? I can't work it out. Which is a sort of C4 type thing, and that's it. It wasn't a good way to start the, the programme 
I'll be honest. I have to be honest here. I've been watching Memphis Wrestling for a long time. The reboot of Memphis Wrestling. And before that, actually. And when it's a great program, as it often is, I say so. And when it's not, I say so. And this wasn't a good way to start. Now we've got Gaston and Matt laughing at... I think they're laughing at at their female colleagues because the whole idea is that they're with James Ellsworth, Ellsworth Enterprises. You know, they're the, they're the, the, the Memphis arm and um, he doesn't like women. So, you know, it's all a bit 1980s, to be honest. But um, there you go. And there's, I mean, the whole idea of this is that they're talking. I just have a swig of my beverage there. And um, they're talking and suddenly Gaston's phone goes. So he takes the phone and he's surprised. He answers it, you know, um, Ellsworth Enterprises, Prince Gaston speaking, can I help you? And he's surprised to hear James Ellsworth vo- a voice on the other end. But surely if he saw the phone ringing and saw the number coming up, he would recognise it as his boss's number. And why wouldn't he have put that number in the phone? Unless James Ellsworth is ringing them from all kinds of different numbers to make sure they answer the phone properly in the way he wants them to and if so we need to be told that because I don't think that's in the plot is it it's a big hole in this now apparently well not apparently because I saw it big John Dalton is listening in later he doesn't he'll be inviting Mackenzie Morgan to spring break where he's some kind of master of ceremonies you can have fun with John Dalton and he's there smiling and all that um so later on he'll talk about that and welcome Cassandra Golden to sit with Mackenzie Morgan. Then he'll go. So although he was listening in, maybe that's something for another week. Maybe I'll have to stay tuned, um, which I will because I like. I generally like Memphis wrestling, but um, they didn't do anything on this episode with it. Now next we've got um, Gaston and Matt. What's his name? I can't remember his name. I can't put any respect on it because I can't remember that man's name. Well, the first bit, but not the second bit. And they're on commentary for the uh, for the Knicks versus DDT match. It wasn't long, actually. It, but, I mean, as Dustin, Dustin Star said, the ending of it is really the main story here. Let's talk about the match, which wasn't the main story at all. Because it weren't long and it weren't that brilliant, you know. We got um, and, and I like Knicks and I like Diana Taylor as well. Just didn't wasn't given enough time to be honest I don't think you've got Nick's early on straight on a nice suplex high knee from DDT a high knee from DDT and then a leg lariat which was lovely actually Nick's hit a Samoan drop and it was she didn't get that much separation so it was sort of a it looked good though you know it was kind of a Samoan slam backwards slam really good though Jimmy Blaylock's on the apron there's a distraction I expect that he'll be able to you know that that Nick's that um, Nick's will fall to to the to DDT after the distraction, but Nick's bobs out the way. DDT's running in, stops before she gets to Jimmy. There's a roll up, as I expected, and Nick's wins. Now, afterwards, DDT jawed at Jimmy Blaylock. Jawed at Jimmy. Welcome to jawing at Jimmy. That could be a a nice segment for the Memphis rest. I mean, people could say what they think, and Jimmy Blaylock's not allowed to say anything back. It could go on for about an hour and a half, that. And I'd still be quite impressed. Anyway, 
she left and I suppose the Highwood clique is falling to pieces. Colton Cage one week, DDT the next, Van Viscius I don't believe will go, maybe, you know, what's his name, Vane, he's not called Adamus Vane anyways, he's not called Adamus Vane anymore is he? But anyway, maybe he'll go next, maybe that's why he wasn't there. Maybe he's defected somewhere else. Anyway, that's the main story, because as I said, the match certainly weren't. The franchise is here, Shane Douglas, and you know what? He does a really good job. Greets the fans, goes back in time to with very quickly to Memphis wrestling history, talks about Jerry, about Jerry Jarrett, just great, about Jerry Lawler, really good. Just mentions them, but it's nice to have that mentioned. Calls out Tim Bosby. I've been saying this for ages. Where's the new belt? Why doesn't he clean it up? Takes the belt and throws it down, which is reminiscent of him throwing the Eastern Championship Wrestling belt into the trash to get the Extreme Championship Wrestling belt. Yeah. So there you go. Brings out a new belt. Looks good, actually. Very nice. Silver. A black strap with a silver and white. Or is it silver and black? Very nice. Then Austin Lane's out. Shakes... Um, Shane Douglas's hand says that's great but really it should be me having the belt because really what he says is I can understand what he's saying but that doesn't mean you get the belt he's been doing it for a lot of years and he is the best so he should have the belt well he does mention that he lost last week to um, Tim Bosby said he wasn't 100% that's not a really good argument to be honest but I want to see a match between these two I think it could go longer than it did last week. They can both go. They're both really good wrestlers. Both really good characters. Austin Lade's fabulous. Tim Bosby, I'm liking more and more. And it's being called for next week. Shane made the match, and that's great. There wasn't a handshake. It's, <laughs> it's really good. There's a lovely moment where um, Tim Bosby offers his hand. Austin's looking for ages at the hand as if to say, shall I pick, shall I pick this up? He instead says, "Let the best may the best man win." Tim Bosby leans in, doesn't offer the hand. Oh, I will. Goes great, and all the time, Shane Douglas is reacting to this and adding to it. That's great wrestling stuff. Really good wrestling entertainment. Love it. Next, we've got a Barnabas promo. He quotes P.T. Barnum. Suckerborn every minute. If you're going to quote P.T. Barnum, that's the one you do. He got it. It's a promo against Tuma, really. He tells us Maurice is world-renowned. I hadn't heard of him since he, until he came. I mean, I thought it was... He, look, he does look a lot like DNA, doesn't he? I'm just saying. So I, I'm not sure that Maurice was world-renowned. I hadn't heard of him before I saw him in Memphis Wrestling. And I watch a lot of wrestling. Now, it may well be that he was renowned in... I don't know, Pensacola. And so I didn't know him in, in, in Memphis. Or maybe he was world famous in Hawaii but neither of those things is world famous is it I think I might have heard of him anyway I suppose that he will now hijack any match between the champ and Tuma and that's such a shame I didn't like it last week and I don't like it this week either next we've got Aaron Roberts who's so good he's facing a jobber well he's not really a jobber he's making his debut is he called Jalen Ray? I, I, I couldn't really hear what, what it was. Anyway, it is a squash. Big boot. Um, Ray gives one back and, so, and a couple of punches. 
But there is um, there is an avalanche from uh, from Aaron Roberts and a short punchline, not a clothesline, a punchline. And the problem bomb, which is the Vader bomb, really, for the pin. Looks good. It, wa- it wasn't a great match. It wasn't a great squash. And, you know, Aaron, I know you beat Zay Washington the other week. But if you're going to progress, really, just in case, you should be getting you a few better matches than that. Or maybe you're a bit worried about facing people who might be good. I'm just saying. I mean, he did offer to put his, his, his boot in my mouth the other week. I'm not sure he can really afford the airfare, but if he can, I'm here in the UK. Where in the UK, I'm not telling you. That'll be a nice thing for you to find out. Now, next, we've got Ben telling... I mean, he's quite audacious. After the tag match, he goes to tell the champ, Brett, every rose has its thorn. Michaels, that that belt is going. Yeah, he's going to get that belt. I mean, that will be a good match, you know. But it seems as though Tuma's been forgotten, doesn't it? He got his chance that wasn't really a chance. They built it up because he won the Grime City Rumble. He didn't really get a chance last week. And now, he's probably going to be sidelined into a programme with Maurice the Strong. And Ben Bishop will face the champ. Come on! Tuma deserves more than that. And your main event was Uncle Mikey, who wants to end this family feud. Versus Bradley with Uncle Phil, who want to end this feud. It was all right, you know. There was more to it than a lot of the other matches this week, which haven't been great, to be honest. There's Phil winning a test of strength. He is a lot bigger than Mikey. Mikey reversing it to a hammerlock, a very high hammerlock around the shoulder blade. Yeah, it's not bad. Bradley, who's on the commentary, runs up from the commentary, gives a knee to the back uh, to Mikey, and then Mikey walks into a big boot and a backbreaker. And then Bradley returns and says, I never left my seat. That was great. Nice bear hug um, from uh, from Uncle Phil. And um, they do the three handfall angle. Of course, one, the hand falls. Two, the hand falls. Three, yes, the hand's up again. And he doesn't do the finger wagging as Hogan would. What Mikey does is he bites Phil's nose. So, I mean, he really does. He can re- I mean, I mean, he's, he's got it between his teeth. You know. And then he tries to lift him. Tries to lift him. Couldn't even shift him. Phil, though, gets over-arrogant or over-excited or exhibits hubris. Yes. Walks into gator feet. Yeah, there's a slam. And then um, Bradley comes up onto the apron again because he's not going his way. Smacks him. Tries for the superplex. Bradley is on the top, so he's trying the suplex on him. Phil gets behind him, gets him on his shoulders. Mikey gets off the shoulders, pushes Phil headfirst into Bradley's twig and berries. The twig and the berries. Yes, both. The twig and the berries. Both of those. Yes. And then hits a roll-up for the pin. And apparently, according to Dustdown, the family feud is over. Of course it's not. They want some afters. Bradley brings Clippers out. Now, be careful because when they had the hair versus hair match with Aaron and Zay, the Clippers didn't work at all. But here, they want to shave Mikey's tash off. You know, he's got a lustrous tash. I mean, it's not a Burt Reynolds or Freddie Mercury job, but it's it's there. And what another great thing is that Mikey, quite rightly, puts his head down for ages because he's hanging over the top rope. 
he um he then lifts his head and what they have done is they have left a little toothbrush mustache commonly known as a hitler mustache on him so they didn't take the whole thing off they did they did something which is extraordinary i mean that's or, or if you like a ron mayo from sparks tash but it does look extraordinary and um and that's how we really go off the air. I mean, Bradley smacks him again. He hits him with, hits him with a stroke. But that's what I remember going off the air. That was the best thing in Memphis wrestling this week. There wasn't an awful lot that was great, to be honest. It laboured a bit. But sometimes you get that. Can't be great every week. It usually is. I'm looking forward to next week. Stay tuned. Ta-ta.